Hey, this is New The Mayor from Kickback TV Live from Atlanta, The Righteous Ratchet. And if you're like me, you're into content. And you got to have new content every day. That's why we do the podcast. We'll Flipboard curates the world stories so you can be smarter in your work, life, and play. Choose from thousands of topics to personalize Flipboard and get the latest stories from the best publishers and experts delivered to you 24-7. So get started right now with Flipboard.com. F-L-I-P-B-O-A-R-D.com. I got on my uh, uh, my favorite sweater in the world. Yeah. We're going to have some fun tonight. That's what's up. Well, let's get it cracking. I honestly make sure this is shit everywhere. What I make... Make sure that me couldn't be here today, but I see she tune in. She's here in spirit. She's in spirit. You're spurred here. How do I do this? Bam, like this. And then go ahead and share it to the show page. Boom, boom, boom. If you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or watching on YouTube, we ain't just don't show them. Just getting the show started. Yeah, man. It's a kickback. Kickback TV live from Atlanta. Yo, it, it was raining all day today, young. Yeah. It was messed up, like, by everything. Like, nigga, I was asleep most of the damn day. Then I finally got up. Oh, oh, oh. Finally got up and had to call Aunt Joyce because it's Aunt Joyce's 80th birthday. Um, for those who don't know, everybody know me. Happy birthday, IT. Happy birthday. Yeah. yeah. Aunt Joyce, this will sound crazy, but Aunt Joyce is my mother. Aunt Joyce is my mama. Aunt Joyce is the one that raised me after my mother, Stephanie Ann Dawson, rest in peace, Ma. After she passed away when I was 11, Aunt Joyce raised me from 11 to almost 43 now. So Aunt Joyce has been my mother for the bulk of my life. And today is her 80th birthday. Called her. She gonna have crab cakes and ribs. She That's can't. She can't eat none of that shit. She only supposed to eat like you know when you're eighty, the healthiest of shit. But she gonna splurge today for her birthday. What's up. That's what's up. I had you know crab cakes. You know we from the DMV. Mm-hmm. You know Merlin is the home of crab cakes. Crab period. Some people try to say New Orleans is good seafood. Yeah, you're you're okay. You're not Merlin though. You're not nah, Baltimore. No. Man. No, 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 no. That's what's up. That's what's yeah, up. Yeah. And uh, shout out to my mom and dad. Happy birthday, pops! Uh, birth. Uh, his birthday was last Wednesday. Okay. Yeah, so okay. Happy birthday. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I called him. I was like, "Hey, happy birthday, pops!" He's like, "Yeah. Uh, thanks, son. But we about to get on this plane and head on back because uh, we coming back from Jamaica." I was like, "Oh, oh shit!" Hey. I was like, "Oh shit!" Hey. <laughs> Jamaica for his birthday, so they I, they man, still out there doing it, yeah. <laughs> one of y'all women watching this show better give me some tickets to Jamaica for my birthday. Yeah, shit. yeah, shit. Mom, yeah. Then mom next month, him, mom took him to Jamaica for his birthday, so I. That's I, what I, I need. That in my life, I ain't mad. I ain't mad at all. They out there doing it. So happy birthday, happy Sunday, everybody. Yeah, let's get it cracking. I'm at Kickback TV live from Atlanta. We're going to introduce the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, welcome to Kickback TV live from Atlanta, uh, also known as the Black CNN. And the revolution will, will be, be televised. televised. I'm new, the mayor, the righteous ratchet. If you throw it, I catch it. If you got it, I match it. Every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube, we right back at it. Shall live fantastic. 
What's up, y'all? It's JB Frank. I'm that gangsta geek representing NWA. Nerds with attitude. Happy Sunday, everybody. Man, dude, it's a lot to talk about today, bro. It, it is, man. It is. And we're going to go all the way in. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm going to do mixed voice. So from time to time, I'm like, yeah, do what you want, do what you want, And that's me being me. I see the squad came in the house. Oh, what up, what up, what up? Hey. Jeremy yeah. and Nicole just walked in. Yes, yes. Hey, 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 my man, my man. Receiver catch. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm DK Metcalf. Uh, I'm DK Metcalf. Uh, in the compound. My trash. <laughs> my trash. Man, it's dangerous. No, you, you know I can't get up. So, oh, so um, uh, let's go ahead and uh, get started with the show. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you for tuning in. If you, if you're. Uh, on your page, hit share button on Facebook, mm-hmm. and if you're on YouTube, Spotify, Apple mm-hmm. Podcasts, we're getting started now. So our hot story of the day, the first story of the day, is JB's childhood um, best friend. No, no, that is a goddamn lie. Yeah, you know, Cohen, we graduated from the same high school, but he graduated about five or six years before I did. Like I said, JB high school no, friend. No, that is. They, they, they used to go to these parties. What happened? Was happens at Georgetown? That was not Georgetown. Yeah, I heard about those parties, but I, was, I didn't go to any of them. I, I was like, "Oh Lord." Anyway, yeah, that and that is a motto at prep. They they actually still say that. But anyway, keep going. Yeah, let, let, let me be me. Hey, JB, you probably didn't do that. You probably was you, JB. You shut up. You shook a foot. That, that was me. Yeah. I'm just fucking with it because she watching the show. By the way, your voice is deep as shit. Like, hey, it really sound, is. It really is. Sound nothing like that. She's like, yeah, JB, yeah. But um, anyway, she's seeing here. I get to tease her how I choose to, and that's how I choose to. But back to JB's high school buddy, um, was it Michael Cohen? You, you, you just keep saying that shit, don't you? Yeah, I'm just saying. Y'all, that's what he So he, um, he met me before Congress. Actually, it wasn't Michael Cohen who I went to. It was John Kavanaugh, the Supreme Court judge. So this motherfucker, I have no affiliation Oh, shit. It was? Yeah. At all. Okay, like, okay. I was like, something don't feel yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, that's why you you murdered into his family. A little something, but um, so Michael Cohen got before Congress. What? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. He went before Congress. <laughs> you trying to get me shot out in these streets, young? We live in a democratic part of this state. Like, <laughs> so Michael Cohen met before Congress and gave up a lot of shit on Trump. I mean. You got to take it with a grain of salt because we know that he's a liar. But watching how the Republicans try to defend Trump, and watching, and we'll get into some of the dumb shit they did. But before we get into what they did and what we think about the entire thing, JB, what were your thoughts about what Cohen actually said? Well, he he basically he he substantiated a lot of myths that are well, I can't really call them myths anymore, but rumors that were mm-hmm. being circulated about the president. He talked about the fact that he had paid hush money um, to Star Daniels, the uh, mm-hmm. the the porn Stormy, star. Stormy. Stormy Daniels, no, sorry, you, not you, Star. You keep your dick sucking straight, JB. 
Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, anyway, uh, Stormy Daniels, um, mm -hmm. you know, the porn star, how he paid that money out and he had a copy of the check or, you know, he, that was a little squirrely. Um, but at the same time, you're dealing with somebody who was directly involved with the president, but he kept all of his records two or three steps down. So he had what would be considered substantial proof, but at the same time, he did have proof. And the fact remains that um, the only way they're gonna get down to brass tacks is if they violate one of the, one of the more sacrosanct unofficial laws in, America, in the American judicial system. And that is what they call client Lawyer. Privilege, mm -hmm. client. Mm -hmm. Well, it's actually client pri privilege, and the only time that it is superseded is when you see a doctor and a doctor treats you for a gunshot wound in the emergency room. That okay. is the only time a medical professional, a legal professional, is allowed to report anything that you talk to them about outside of who is in that room at that, that that's, time. That's interesting. That's the one example. Okay. Well, I mean, technically it's three because it's mental. Well, now, even with mental professionals now, there is a clause there, too, because if you talk about having murdered somebody, then technically, technically they, they can are, speak out on that. Yeah, they, can, they okay. are legally allowed to report that to the authorities. The only way that they can get really, really hard, fast proof is if he starts showing them documents that are under client, client uh, legal privilege, yeah. client attorney privilege, mm -hmm. you're right. Um, so the Democrats asked him straight up, like, can you show us that shit? And he was like, sometimes yes, sometimes no. The times when it is yes is when I have already been subpoenaed for those documents by uh, uh, the Southern District in New York because he's also under investigation by the Southern District mm -hmm. in New York for some of the crazy shit that he has done. That is going to be a much more incisive probe because he won't have the president shielding for him and blocking for him. Well, he, he ain't shielding now. Trump did be like, wait a minute, <coughs> hold up, back up off me. Um, one thing I did, um, and, you know, with good reason for Trump because he's pretty much turned on Trump, he actually quoted Trump as saying that um, you can't name a country run by a black person that's not a shithole. And he said that at the time Barack Obama was president. So, he, you know, he, I guess, implicated Barack in that. And, and he, we all know about the shithole comments in Africa from before. He spoke about um, uh, 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 driving through a Chicago neighborhood where Donald Trump said, you know, um, only black people could live here. Like, this is the shit that only black people could do. Um, which is probably true. We probably are the toughest motherfuckers, the only ones capable of it. But he didn't mean it in a complimentary fashion. And um, I guess my question to you, JB, is do you believe that Trump really said those things? Can we believe Cohen? Um, like, what do, you, what do you think about that? <clears throat> um, that's a really good question, Nu. Um, the simplest answer is that where and when he is providing hard facts or the willingness to provide hard facts is where I'm focused on listening to him. All of the rumors, all of the bullshit is not really material or substantial towards the goal that needs to be achieved mm -hmm. right now, mm -hmm. which is 
legal action against the president for his nefarious behavior. So for me, he is a witness. I know he's got some shit on his mind and on his chest that he needs to get off. What the fuck ever. The main reason why he's there is he is there to present facts to Congress so that we can impeach this motherfucker. And that's what we need to focus on. But in the process of doing that, we need to let the nigga talk his shit because that's what all disgruntled witnesses do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, I agree. And we need to kind of take a look at um, kind of what they're doing um, as far as the, the questioning with the Republicans. And I didn't want to go all out of order because we got a lot to talk about, including the Jordan Woods situation, 2 chains and Salons. But I do want to go here really quickly, which is out of order, JB. But um, in looking at uh, what, what, um, the uh, gentleman uh, Meadows, mm-hmm. Representative Meadows, Meadows did, yeah. Uh, by by bringing a black a black woman up and saying basically Trump can't be racist because he hired her, which yeah. is the equivalent of see I have a black friend oh, and yeah. I'm just like come on now white people like, still doing that like that you really think that shit still works like don't you know that the moment you do that you like you might as well tattoo in red on your forehead I am the biggest racist out there. Cause this is the only motherfucker I let into my circle. Like that, like, what the? F- wow, it's mind blowing that they brought her up and paraded her. Like, oh, yeah. so you can say Trump is a racist? Well, I have you know this Negro lady here, and she says she worked for him for years, and her father's from Alabama, so you know she wouldn't work for him. And I'm like, what the fuck? Her father being from Alabama got to do with anything? But he said it was such. Her father's from Alabama. So you know she wouldn't rock with Trump if he was racist. No, man, shut the fuck up. Yeah. yeah that meant nothing to me. It, it, it almost cemented the fact that Trump is a racist, or at least that congressman is a racist, by virtue of just bringing her up. Yeah, I mean, it is, it is how, it, it further demonstrates how the Republican Party is disconnected from reality at this point. Yeah. Um, you look at how Republican congressmen repeatedly kept jumping up and being like, oh my God, this is an incredible waste of time. And why are we here talking about this? And I'm like, dude, like we talking about this man putting up shell corporations and being a party to meetings where the president knew about them fucking with our election. We talking about him paying Mm -hmm. slush money to organizations whose sole purpose were to was to disrupt certain elections in certain states that is what he admitted to that is why he was there so this is all like look at the monkey look at the, look at the silly monkey you know the mm-hmm. republicans are trying that shit again and you know we're going to talk about it more in my gangsta geekin section but they are appealing to a crowd who is ready to hear that kind of bullshit that's going on Right now, I knew that's what it is. And that's why I'm so scared. But we got folk in Congress who are trying to hold it down, trying yeah. to, trying to, yeah, my fiance, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, <laughs> she's definitely been holding it down. We're going to get into that a little later. Yes. But yes. she's definitely, uh, she brought the heat. Well, oh, yeah, and by the way, we're also giving Rep Meadows our Donald Trump Shut Up Stupid Award. Since you brought him up, we might as well bring that up. Yeah, well, let's give it to him. Yeah. So, yeah. Representative Meadows, you, my friend, you, my friend, 
You get the Donald Trump set up stupid award. Black friend, really? With my bad Spanish accent. Boom. Shut up, stupid. Shut the fuck up. Cayate Bendejo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeremy ain't know I knew a little bit of Spanish over there. Yeah, I know some I know some Ethiopian too. Um I dominus. Yeah, uh, just so y'all know. But um since we're here with mm-hmm. the awards, before we get into uh Jordan Bird, mm-hmm. let's go ahead and give Alexandria Ocasio mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Cortez the Grind and Shine Award for her line of questioning to Cohen, which will lead to us in my opinion, opening up an investigation against Trump. Yeah. Her argument was thorough, thawed out. She laid out the plan, walked the American public through it, and at the end had us all at the conclusion that we should be investigating Trump. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. she bad, you know? mm-hmm. Mentally, like, she is bad. Like, mm-hmm. she walked the American public and the Congress and Cohen down a clear path that ended with a hundred percent, we should investigate Trump. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Beautiful, masterful. It was, really, it was like a yeah. Jay Z uh, rap to a Dr. Dre beat that had goddamn Nate Dogg on the hook. That's that's what it was like, Jeremy. Mm. Well, um, and she did exactly what needed to happen. We got we got um, we got closed doors sections where they couldn't do all of that bombastery and bullshit to try and delude the American public and really start disclosing some hard evidence that can be used mm-hmm. for impeachment. After the bullshit that we saw on day one, we gotta remember new there was also day two, three, and four that happened after that, where the, these were closed sessions where basically in earlier things he alluded to, okay, I've got I've got some documents, but we can't do this shit in this circus, you know, in this circus. She, I think she was a big contributing factor to making sure they really got down to what really needs to happen. We're on the road to impeachment, but we have to keep pressure on, on Congress through letters and through reacting to what's going on in social media. Yeah, and shout out to... Uh Alexandria mm-hmm, Ocasio Cortez, mm-hmm. you get our Andre Ingram Grind and Shine Award gas. Now we can get into the debauchery, and this is um a girl that Jeremy met when he was like twelve. Um, Jordan Woods. More like thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jordan Woods, who's been accused of uh, dating or, or cheating with Tristan Thompson. While he was with Khloe Kardashian. Yes. And she's been raked through the mud, home record, you know, died, you know, everything. She's been kicked out of Kylie Jenner's house. She's Kylie Jenner's best friend. Uh, and she went on Red Table Talk with mm-hmm. Jada Pinkett mm-hmm. to have a discussion about What's what her on? side of the story, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, Will Smith called in because uh, he's on set of Bad Boy 2. He talked about how much he loved her. Like his niece, her father worked on a set of Fresh Prince. So she's family. And Jada talked about her family, the Smiths, of course, the Jenners, Kardashians, and um, and and I guess in her family, the Woods, all going through this publicly and how um, everything's been kind of twisted upside down and made her look like you know, a whole person. They tried to clean her image up a little bit she admitted to receiving a kiss on the lips from him as she left. And she admitted to being on a chair 
where he was sitting down, she was on the arm of the chair, they with her legs they laid across the bottom of his legs, and someone could see that and maybe think that because they said she gave him a lap dance, maybe misconstrue that as a lap dance. I'm like, I don't know if you can misconstrue sitting down. Um, I mean, I don't know. It, it was still too close. But that if Chloe's that's, your that's girl, what it, that's what you're not is. sitting that close that's what to it that is. nigga. It's just that simple. Her nigga. Yeah, they messed around. You know, whatever. I I don't know. I I don't really have my. I mean, this this type of shit happens. You know, I, the the interesting thing is though that now you know, um, it's kind of shaking things up in the Kardashian camp. This whole thing coming out, right? Because. Yeah. Um, you know, this is the first time that they don't look, you know, they, they're not going to walk away. <laughs> you know, they never a, do, <laughs> but they never do. But they always seem to, I don't know, find a way to spin it. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you one way to try to spin it by mm-hmm. making her the home record mm-hmm. uh, with the Smith stepping in. Right. Will Smith, a big dude. You know, he kind of, him, him and Jada kind of got yeah. some pull. And they're like, you're not going to just trash our, our youngin. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, the Smiths and the Kardashians are close, which I never knew. Uh, what's the Bula boy name? Jaden grew up with Kylie Jenner, and he introduced Kylie to Jordan, and they became best friends. And Jordan, of course, allegedly cheated with Tristan Thompson, which is Kylie's sister's boyfriend and baby father. I almost confused myself. That's, That's a lot. It's a whole fucking hell of a lot. Um, but uh, so the Smith family is very much involved with that Kardashian tribe, kind of, which is weird. But I mean, I understand what they're saying. So it's a lot, man. I I want to believe her because she's a black girl like I do. Um, I kind of don't. Right. Um, maybe she didn't fuck him. But yeah. something happened. She says he kissed her from randomly at the end of the night. I, I I think something happened, new, but yeah. I, you know maybe I, I mean something inappropriate happened, and that's the long and short of it. You know? I think the whole thing is inappropriate. Mm-hmm. And Chloe mm-hmm. tried to call the girl, but Tristan has cheated multiple times. Right. And Chloe called Jordan a home record, and she was kind of like, "How am I a home record?" Like, but pretty much like this nigga been doing this shit forever. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Chloe came back and was like, "No, I'm gonna put the blame where the blame belongs mm-hmm. on my nigga." You know what I'm saying? He didn't want to cheat it multiple times. It's on him, not on her. Right. I understand the feeling of, the, of being mad at the other person, I guess the girl in, in this scenario. I understand that. But to put it solely on them is, is disingenuous and, and emotional response and not a factual one. Um, but that happened. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. You know, these things happen at Hollywood. You know. <laughs> Moving Speaking on. of Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. yeah here's here. another here's another, <laughs> here's another crazy one. Hollywood Jeremy. <laughs> your boy uh Billy Boy. Your Jeremy boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. New went to high school with this nigga, you know, uh Billy Porter. Yeah, uh yeah, they they you know, they used to go to dances together, little parties and shit, you know. Really? How, how do we dress? <laughs> Well, that's what we about to get into. You was always cool. You was always cool. But, uh, you know. Uh, anyway, so yeah. this man wore a dress. A ballroom gown uh, bottom with a tuxedo top. And I don't want to make this about Billy Porter. Because to me, it's really not. 
When I saw the initial picture, I was like, they ain't got to Well, whatever. Keep scrolling. And then somebody else posted. I'm like, all right, keep scrolling. Then another girl posted it, another girl posted it, another girl posted it, and all that, yes, and yeah, girl slay. I'm like, first she's a man, but whatever. And I kept seeing that, and I was like, what the fuck? Wait a minute. Oh, y'all like this shit. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, time out. You women like men in dresses? And I had to stop and be like, what are y'all, like, what's going on? Right. And a couple women were like, yeah, get it. But what I found out, and I got I to gotta be keeping real with my sisters. Because I was tearing up my brand new ass on Facebook. And I realized way more women didn't like that shit than actually did. Because when I kept seeing the posts, it felt like women were championing this. And all women, black, well, black women loved it. And blah, 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 blah. and then I was like, oh, it's just a feminist that like this shit. It's just a black feminist. Like the average everyday black woman was like, what the fuck what is he doing? What was the reason why, though, they liked it? Um, they didn't have a reason why they liked it. They could, they could only they could only say um, that we shouldn't dislike it. That's they couldn't they could articulate why they do. That's not enough of a good reason. Though. Exactly. You know what they said to me, Jeremy? I'm glad you brought it up because you almost <laughs> forgot. They said, "Oh, you're worried about it too much. You, you, it's so much going on in the world while you're." I'm like, "Bitch, we talk about bird box challenge. If we talk I'm about if I'm everything." About it too much. Then why are you supporting it so much? Right, right, exactly, exactly. It's like we talk about a lot of things that aren't life ending. We talk about Erica Badu's butt. Nobody's worried about the size of her butt for real. But it's it's something to talk about. We talk about the, the Bird Box Challenge for like two, three yeah, weeks. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's life was dependent on that movie. And it's so okay because we, it we talk about shit. And it's okay to not like some shit and just keep it moving. Like you know, it, this doesn't this doesn't change anything that you're gonna do. It's just. Yeah, you ain't like that shit, and I ain't like that shit either. You can say it, right? Okay. Yeah, okay. that's my thing. They were acting like if you said you didn't like that, then all of a sudden, and they only do that when it comes to, to gay black men. If I sit here and say I don't like the NBA right now, ain't nobody be like, well, just don't watch it then. They only do that when it comes to gay black men. All of a sudden, oh, you care too much. Why do you? Really? It's like, whoa, whoa. But I, I will say this. I am not a fan of men wearing dresses. I don't like it when Martin does it on Martin or Big Mama House. I don't like when Eddie Murphy do it in the clumps. It was funny as shit on the clumps. But I don't necessarily <laughs> like that. And I don't like the, uh, that whatever that movie was, they had Ben Rames dressed as a woman. Mm -hmm. I didn't even watch that shit. I don't like that. I don't think men should wear dresses. Um, and for you women out there, the black feminists that were saying like, well, look at African garb. No, bitch. That is not motherfucking African garb. A ballroom gown is not the same as African garb. And we will not do that today. I will not allow you to do that. You will not say wearing a dashiki or some other form of African garb or a pearl is the equivalent to a man wearing a ballroom gown. It's a whole different... We're not doing that. It's a whole different... Yeah, it's it's different know. than a kilt. Because a kilt is made for a man. A ballroom gown is made for a woman. Yes. And that it's is, a difference. That is, that is the entire point. Like, this is a man. I mean, it was even weirder because he wasn't even dressing in drag. Like, it, it was, you know, this wasn't some Bugs Bunny shit. This was just some other shit. Um, can we talk about something else? Like, yeah, that, that, let's go through the Oscars because you know what, what's happened? This, his dress, his ballroom gown took over the story. We didn't get to talk about how Black Panther won three Oscars. Mm -hmm. Now, one, let me get this out of the way. 
I don't even fuck with the Oscars. I didn't watch the Oscars. Mm -hmm. I only know about the gown because Facebook just kept posting it. Right. But I don't support the Oscars so white, even when they try to get a little black. We're going to get y'all about that bullshit I did with Movie of the Year. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, We're going to talk about that. But let's rewind. Black Panther won three Oscars. Mm -hmm. Best set design, uh, best costume, and and something else. They won three. I don't remember the third. Something. Yeah, something. To me, it was like all bullshit. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, the, 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 the ancillary awards. All that shit was like... But, I mean, you called that shit... <laughs> Come you on, called man. that shit last week, though. Yeah, you I said, I said it, it last week. Like that type of shit. You know, they made too much bread for Hollywood not to give them a nod, but it was a bullshit nod. You know. Thank you. Thank you Facts. Because it, it should have won. I, I would put it in movie of the year category. That or Black Klansman. Mm -hmm. um, and let's get into well, before we get into the movie that won. Let's let's since we brought up Black Klansman, let's give Spike his shout. Um, I don't think we should be winning Oscars. I personally feel like fuck the Oscars, but I can imagine even in my militant stance, if I was still rapping and won a Grammy or one of my movies I do in 2020 uh, wins uh, Oscar, I would be happy that it won. Spike Lee won for best screenplay for <coughs> Black Klansman. He was ecstatic to say the least, jumped into Sam Jackson's arms. Um, so I want to say congratulations to him because I know I missed so much. And I know what it means in the the grander scheme of things as far as acceptance in Hollywood, but I am anti-acceptance. So I'm kind of like, fuck Hollywood, fuck the Oscars. But if I take my mental, my pro-black self out of it and go, he won an award that he really wanted. Good for you, Spike. That award meant a lot to you. You really wanted it. And good for fucking you. I'm, I, I applaud it. I, it ain't my thing, but you know I applaud it because I know what it means. To him. Yeah, yeah. I got you. And for a black person to win it. Yes. Which is why I don't like them because well, I don't think it should mean shit for a black person to win it. But I know what it does mean. Well, and part of part of it, there there there's a there's a little bit of a dichotomy here, new um, because um, black films. And this is why I respected Spike so much throughout his career because he has rarely tried to cross over. Very, very rarely. He has made black films for black people. But he he has also had damn near a 40-year career in film. You know, um, if we go all the way back to like She's Gotta Have It yeah. and shit, that was the early to mid-80s. I, I was single digits. Yeah, I was single digits. I was yeah. eight or nine, seven yeah. or something. Yeah, so we're talking about like a 30 plus year career as a director, actor, you know, in front of him to finally be recognized despite films that have changed our culture. You know what I'm saying? It took um, too long. Yeah, you know. They gave him that honorary Oscar. Remember they did the honorary Oscar when they went back and, and, and ranked all these black movies that gave him Oscars retroactively? And I was like, really? Really, you're going to go back and... So, he got one of those, which we know doesn't mean a whole lot. But go ahead, JB. Yeah, so, you know, I look at his career and I look at him as an individual who is, has, despite the fact that, you know, he might have wanted it, he has operated without the need for that type of recognition. So, for him to mm -hmm. finally get it, it's just an acknowledgement of his excellence at this point. And also considering the movie that he got it for. Too. Yeah, Black Klansman, which was an excellent movie. Yeah, like Black Klansman. You know, this wasn't like, you know, excellent. like 
Yeah. And those who are on HBO, it's going to be on HBO. This wasn't... Oh, and it will be on HBO soon per Jeremy. Have you seen it? HBO now. It's going to be HBO now? Yes. Okay, cool. I will Black Klansman, I will definitely watch 80 more times. Mm-hmm. I I love that movie. Yes. It was yeah. funny as yeah. hell, and it was it was my kind of, you know what yes. I'm saying? Yes, yes. <laughs> I threw the Black Power Fist for those listening on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and every damn thing else. My kind of movie, Black Power Fist. Go ahead, uh, JB, where, where will we at? Uh, well, let's move on to the next topic, New. Uh, well, the Green Green Book. Oh yeah, Green wins Book. Green Book. Best yeah. film. Yeah. Well, yeah. I bullshit. Hate when the white academy or white people in America in general do the the story where um, there, there was a YouTube clip going around about um, how white people do movies, how white people do black movies. And the premise of it is, it's always that one black guy who faces, or black person that faces all this adversity, and it's that one brave white person that stands up for them. You will not disrespect them today. You will not do this, and they come and save the day. And then the movie winds up being all about the white person and how they fought for the black people as opposed to the black person standing up. And it was a parody, of course. It was on, um, not Jimmy Fallon. What's the other guy's name? One of those late night guys. Uh... Connor? No. Uh, whatever his name. Jimmy Kimmel, whatever. whatever it, his name is. Was it Jimmy Kimmel? I think it's the other one. I think it's the other one. Uh, it's the, the whiter one. The whiter one. Is he skinny or fat? Shit. He, he, it was a skit on his show. He wasn't even, I don't think he was even in it. But anyway, I, I'll, find it. I'll find it. I'll find it. I think it's Connor. It was a white guy. Because I was even surprised that he did it. Like, uh-huh. you did uh-huh. it? Oh, shit. Okay. But, um,. So did the, uh, the uh, might have been Stephen Colbert too. Probably. Mm, it, I know Stephen. I don't think it was him because I'm a fan of his, but it might have been. It was somebody, and um, they uh, did the the, the 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 scripted movie where a white guy steps in and saves the day, and the black person deals with all this disrespect, and the white guy stands up and helps him. And that's what the Green Book is. It's a movie about a a, a gay black man who will. I guess I'll say it that way, who was a classical uh, concert pianist or orchestra, whatever, arguably the greatest musician ever, ever in American history, according to what I've read. But they made the movie about his white driver and his struggles. And they think that's a black history movie. That's a movie about black people because you made a movie about the white driver and his struggles with dealing with this black man. I'm like, you motherfuckers. And they give that the Academy Award for Movie of the Year because that's how white people need it to be. They need to be able to feel good about themselves. We stood up for, look how we stood up for the black person in this movie. Look how we did this with that black person in that movie. We helped to change this country. No, motherfucker. No. You know what's scary is that those are the the liberal white folks. Those are the ones who are supposedly technically, you know, trying trying to work with us. That's the scary part. But that's how pervasive this shit is. Um, And it's everywhere. I mean, we just got to get this president up out of here. We got to start there so that the media will change, so that some of these directions will change. Um, I just noticed this trend. Like, when we have a more liberal, like, certain things just... To happen from above, and we got a racist, bullshit ass, lying ass motherfucker in the White House from now, and it's permeating through our justice system, our media, 
everywhere, and I'm I'm getting sick of it. It's time to make a change. Absolutely, and something else I'm sick of is the barbecue Beckys and security guards who are calling the police on black people for non-infractions, non-crimes. And this one is the most egregious that I've heard in a while, and it's our what-the-fuck story of the day. A 12-year-old rapper, Lil C-Cup, Lil C-Note, excuse me, he said C-Cup. <laughs> see if my mind was there. see if my mind was there. Lil C-Note was 12 years old, was selling his CDs at the mall, which I had made a living doing. Yeah. I paid rent. I bought my girlfriend gifts. I stayed Facts. fresh and prospered off of selling CDs at the Facts. mall. Facts. And these motherfuckers called the police on 12-year-old um, and had him arrested. He's, he's going to court for selling his mixtape. It's a little kid with a mixtape. Got to go to court. Now, I, I assume it's going to get thrown out. I yeah, cannot imagine, I imagine that imagine it would. The charges are for this so, shit. Just like, trying to be on the defensive side. Okay. Trying to get the hang of the story. Where was he selling his tapes? In uh, the he, mall. In the mall. He's walking in through the mall. mall. So, no associates or security had no problem with it. Well, one of the security guards is the guy who called the police. Allegedly. So, he called the police. That, that's the story. Technically, technically, he was soliciting. I mean, here, here's the thing about malls. Here's what you need to understand. Thanks. Malls are technically private property. Um, so, technically, you are not allowed to solicit in the mall without their license, which is why when you walk through the mall, this motherfucker's walking up on you, trying to give you credit cards, trying to sell you shit. They have paid rent in the mall so they can do that. He was selling his CD, so technically he did not have the right to do that. Mm -hmm. However, the response for a 12-year-old child is not to have him arrested. Right. right. So he just got arrested like right off the spot. They the secu security called the cops and they came and got him and locked him up. Um and <clears throat> the reason why they probably locked him up is they probably charged him with, you know, something like trespassing because it can really be that simple at, at that point because he technically he's trying to do business there without a permit. So it's and, something yeah. corny like that. It, it's real it's because I, I, faced, I, I faced that. Yes. But, but um, shout out to the, to the cops in D.C., security in D.C. And yeah, they pull you aside yeah. and talk to you. And then, yeah. and then, and that's the point, but they yeah, bought my, they bought my CDs. They're like holding his ass to his side or right. something. Right. And, and I mean, they just like rest his ass? That's yeah. what happened? But that's I, I've had police, I've had police buy my CDs. That's why this I is fucked up. I had a record, the Kid Mill Records, Woody Records, it changed names a couple times. But the owner in there at one point was complaining and trying to get the police to run me off the property. And they'd be like, just don't stand in front of the store. That's why I'm trying to like put me on the defensive side, like the law or something. But they just arrested us or like right off the spot. <laughs> Like, yeah, and, and, and like, I want to think I'm not, not even gonna talk to him with like no fucking warning, like what literally what they're supposed to fucking do. Literally. But the, the thing is, he's in and court. He's 12, and he's 12 years old. 12, he's a child, a minor. That doesn't, that doesn't make any and it's in sense. court. In court. I can't imagine it getting into a court case. I can imagine it. We're gonna call your parents and tell them you're selling your mixtape. I would understand that. Court, though? Parents. Court? I'm with you. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah um, it's, it's but tough. I, I understand, like, yeah, he was, like, trespassing. There's no soliciting or anything 
other than that, like what JB has said, but that's just way, that's kind of like too far. That's OD. That's, it's that's OD. too fucking far. You're putting, yeah. you're putting a 12-year-old kid behind bars. So that's, that's, you're putting a child. A 12-year-old entrepreneur. Yeah. Ain't robbing, ain't stealing, ain't killing. He is writing songs and selling them to like, the public. Even if you don't even know what the fuck is going on, you can look at this, this fucking entrepreneur and see that he's like fucking trying something. Yeah, like, exactly. You can, like give him a heads up, like yo, you can't. I understand it's, what you're trying to do, but you can't like quite do it here. So try to like move your business at another different kind of spot. Honestly, right, but, right. This is all bad. Like th- this just could have gone so different. And you know what calling the police on a black person does anyway. Yes, we already uh, know. The most recent one was this lady calling the police on. Uh, these uh, these people, cause their dog was like humping. Uh, I saw that the dog was at uh, a dog at a dog park. Yeah, the dog like, um the tried to hump the other dog. And he pulled the dog off, and she told him he had to leave. And he said, "No, I'm not leaving. I just keep my dog over here." And she called the police on him. And uh, but the guy videotaped it all on his phone, yeah. recorded it all. And and, and I don't know what we call barbecue Becky dog park. Pamela. No. So, I don't know what to call her. But it is re- it's ridiculous. And I do want to one more shout out to uh the police and security in DC and Kim Miller, Willie Records. Because what they eventually did is I was able to convince them to put my CDs in the in the record store. Mm. And if they put my CDs in the record store, I wouldn't sell them. I would send my customers into the store to buy them. Yeah. And so what I would do is I would play it outside with somebody. They're like, oh, I like that, I'm gonna get it. Get out of the store. And that's how I started my sound scan and became, you know, the masterpiece of DC. You know what I'm talking about? That's how that happened. But um, that's ridiculous. And that is our what the fuck story of the day. Yeah. 12 year old black really, boy really should not stupid. be in jail for selling mixtapes, doing really, something legal. Really, that's really dumb. Jail, jail. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. We, I mean, we've been consistently talking about this that's trend of whitification and it's like, it's this type of bullshit. That really, really gets frustrating. It shows that, like, I mean, white people, y'all grew up on hip hop. Like, who, like, where the fuck do you think, like, even the corny motherfuckers that you love, like MC Hammer, don't you realize that he started selling tapes out of his car? Like, what are you, like, what are you doing? You know, he might be the next whoever. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. This little, this little. Cat is starting when he's twelve. Like that is he's amazing. Goddamn Google kid, man. You know, yeah, yeah. Like no, like, like you have recorded and, and at least probably mixed. Maybe not mastered at that age, but you have recorded and produced a mixtape to actually have on a compact disc where you can actually give it to somebody at the age of twelve. Come on, Come man. man. He needs like, to be saluted. Matter of fact, little C note. I, I, I'm going to look for you on Apple Music or put yeah, on yeah. that piff. I hope to God you have some music up there. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, so that I can stream. somebody to be supported. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, you got my. You got my couple dollars. Yeah, man. You know, that's man. real. We should that's all real. support them. That's real. Moving on, JB. Let's see. We went through the Shut Up Stupid Award, the Grind and Shine Award. Um. All right, we gangsta geeking. Tell us yeah. about your trip. Uh well, well I'll let you set it up. Talk so, to us, JB. So um recently my job sent me to Dallas, Texas to meet with some folks out there and discuss some things that needed to happen um so I could help them out. Um 
I wanted to talk about this because you've noticed throughout the show that there has been sort of this kind of thematic trend. Um, this weird sort of separation that has happened between black and white America. And a lot of us who live in urban settings don't really understand that. Because even though the white people we encounter can be a little racist, can be a little out of touch, they are at least aware of the black existence and yeah. what's going on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, let me tell you that there are places, there are major metropolitan centers, there are big places in the United States where that is not true America. And one of them is Dallas. I hated being there because it was one of those cities where you felt like there were situations where you were literally crossing the tracks. And it was black people, and it was urban, and it was grimy, and it was a little scary and fucked up. Mm -hmm. um, and then you cross over into Shangri-La, and everything is clean, and there are no like zero black people around. Zero. Mm -hmm. Everybody working in the convenience stores were Mexican. Like that's how weird it was. What what's the population of black people there? I'm assuming it's mostly whites and, and then Mexicans and then black. Well, um, so close to me the Mexicans, border? yeah, it's it's about uh it's about it's about fifty Mexican, about about uh thirty five white, and about fifteen black. It's not a very black city, but that being said, Dallas does have. A, I mean, it is a, it is an urban center, so it does have an urban core, a black. And regardless, core. if you go to the affluent community, there should be some blacks there. Exactly Period. my point. Exactly Period. my it's point. It's a big ass state. So. Well, and and you know, I, I'm thinking about when I lived in Boston. Again, one of the whiter cities in America. Boston is at around 12 percent in terms of black. I lived in an affluent area, Beverly, Massachusetts, just north of the city. Right by the river, right by the ocean, beautiful, you know, again, Shangri-La. It was still black people around, you know? So to see this type of divide and to hear the, like, to look at how, like, the prices changed to try and keep the black people out, you know, everything was a little too expensive, you know what I'm saying? Um, to hear people talking about how, Oh my God, you know, we know how fucked up it is in Dallas, but we're so glad we're out here. And I'm like, come on, y'all. <laughs> like, fuck do you mean? Um, there are places out there in America that are actually like this. And these are the places that have Donald Trump in office right now. And these are the places that want to believe the lies. Um, so understand what we're really up against because America is literally split in half right now. That's, uh, that's my. That's good. So this ain't nothing to do with you being a Redskins fan. That you brought all this shit up. <laughs> <laughs> I actually had, I actually had dinner in Jerryland. You know, I wanted to see the stadium. Frisco, Texas, which is where I was, is right by Jerryland. But again, it's one of those places that's like across the tracks, my G. Like it, like it was. Anyway, um, in sidebar, I was sitting here while Jamie was talking like this. Watching the cold ass. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is she doing? Is she sleep now? Wow. <laughs> she just getting relaxed. Wow. <laughs> okay, hold up, hold up. Okay. We have been throwing darts for a while. I have Dark 
Axes. We've been throwing axes. Axes, sorry, that's not time. You've been throwing axes? Yeah, yeah, I've been throwing the, 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 what is it, the weird throw axe thing? We had to give it like a guinea pig trial to see how it was and everything. This motherfucker apparently loved it and I thought he would with his Viking boots and all that. <laughs> 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 gosh, he threw two axes at the same time and got it so close to the, like, dark, or the center of the acting machine. Yeah, he's half German, so. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that's like, that's fucking Thor over there. He's <laughs> 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 so all over here struggling. I wanna do that damn um badass throne too. I'm gonna do that shit myself. It's pretty decent We're based on what we had did. It's uh it's a decent oh, spot. Yeah, it's I, about 30, 25 minutes from your spot right here. Okay. It's wow. I it's, so wanna it's do something that. that we definitely can do. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just getting comfortable because like there's no other place to do it. So. <laughs> we had a picture of mimosas before we got here. So ah, true. Ah. Yeah, the mimosas will do it. Brunch, brunch. That's great for brunch. Um, let's get back. Let's get back to the show. Um, yeah. So let's go into eargasm, dude. Right. Eargasm. Your first listen. We listened to Two Chains, mm-hmm. Solange, The Baby, a little bit of T Pain, and don't forget that the Kickback TV playlist mm-hmm. is available on Apple Music and Spotify. So if you want the latest updated music every week. Download the playlist. I will update it weekly. It will update on your device weekly. It's Every nice Friday, movie. you'll get new music mm-hmm. based on you know what's out. Mm-hmm. And um, let's start with two chains. Um, yeah, man. This um, so, so now was rapper I, goes to the league. Yeah, now was Dre actually involved in this project? That no, came out? Uh, no. Dre, him and Dre worked on something that okay. Dre is holding. Okay. So we'll see what that comes on. This was the project. It was A&R, quote unquote, by LeBron James. Mm-hmm. They did the little Apple movie thing where they had him and LeBron in the studio together. And 2 Chainz says that he's been playing songs for LeBron for the last year. The first album he sent LeBron, this album is completely different because he wound up going on this this conscious path. Mm-hmm. He wanted to have content. Oh, his shit too. Yeah, yeah. He's a lot more this year. <laughs> yeah, we gotta talk about his show, The Shop, with the aired Friday night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but Two Chains' new album is a departure from your normal turn up Two Chains music. Yes. He always yes. has some conscious music, some mm-hmm. some good content mm-hmm. on the album. Right. But they're usually in the minority. This one was all the, conscious. Yeah, yeah, it was all conscious. Yeah, I mean the one the one that might have you know might turn into a banger is I'm rare. God, that that joint has a little bump to yeah, Weezy it. Weezy E forty. Mm-hmm. That was actually my favorite track on the joint. Actually, Weezy's verse is crazy. Like um, I did not the, know that Weezy was on there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, oh I yeah. 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 The 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 illiterate like the the, the alliteration, the punchlines, the metaphors, the references were amazing. E forty. Kilted on the jump too, um, so that was just uh, that was my favorite track on the jump. New, um, really love. I mean, it, it's kind of like a mellow type of jump. Like it's a sit down on the couch or you know cook dinner and right kind of listen to. That's type very good of jump. to know, especially these days. What's going on? Yeah, yeah. It's not the turn up, turn up club jump. Um, but I, I, I'm a two chains fan. I think we all are, and mm-hmm. I really like the album. Summer's coming up, so it sounds like some, some yeah. type of shit. Oh, he got a play. he got a summer baby. He got his own with uh, 
What's the girl's name? Ariana Grande. Yeah, yeah. That's a really good that like, sample early. of an Amory mm-hmm. track. I'm mm-hmm. sensing some pool party music. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's <laughs> definitely a couple pool party tracks on there. Definitely. Um, but it's, it's, it's thought-provoking. Um, and I like it. Yeah. Yeah, I dug it, I too. like his direction. I like his the thoughtfulness of the music. He talks about, you know, death with mm-hmm. family members. He talks mm-hmm. about relationships. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He talks about... Um, the athletes in the NCAA. How hard it was growing up too. Yeah, like, well, yeah, we're going to get definitely changed every hour. Mm-hmm. But the NCAA and how the athletes aren't getting paid. I mean, yeah. he talks about taxes. He got yeah. an old song yeah. about paying taxes. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, That's yeah. one of my favorite songs on the album. My favorite is probably um, I'm Not Crazy, My Life Is with him, Chance the Rapper, and Kodak Black. And um, it's just a, it's one of those songs where you like, Nigga, this is how I think. This is what I was doing. Nigga, like, fuck. You know what I'm saying? I ain't crazy. Life is, nigga. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, really like that track. Um, the joint with A. Marie, um, We Can Rule the World. I really like that one. And um, it's a couple tracks in there. Threat. Well, I like Threat. Yeah, I, oh, I actually, yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, I actually yeah. caught a Threat for the show tonight. Like, I'm not getting the credit I deserve. I don't know if y'all can hear every word. Like, and that's how I feel. Like, we should be the number one podcast in America. I don't know if y'all can hear every word, but we're not getting the credit we deserve. Like, come on now. So, um, definitely love Two Chains Project. I don't want to rate it yet, but if I had to rate it, I would give it four out of five. Mm, mm. Definitely going to listen to it. Yes. I held my, my ass off because usually you held your ass off based on, like, the hype. And mm-hmm. You listen to it or watch some shit. Mm-hmm. The hype. That you hear about just doesn't cut it. Yeah. So what I deserve just now, uh, my time will be- definitely be uh, worth it. Listen. Yeah, hell yeah. So, <laughs> now, 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 thank you, Kate. <laughs> it's a good listen. It's a good listen, for sure. Now, yeah. going to a project where the hype may not be worth it. Mm-hmm. And I say may not, because I don't want to shit on this artist. Yeah. So I'm going to say may not. Um, Salon, Soul Sister Salons. Yeah. I. Found tracks that I liked a lot. Yeah. And I overall enjoy the vibe. It just doesn't compel me to want to listen. It's kind of how like the Knock Against J. Cole used to be. Like great lyricists, great album. Kind of boring. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So long as the album's kind of boring. Yeah. I, it's going to take a better DJ for me to mix what I heard into a playlist that really speaks to me, you know. I'm sure there were some decent songs in there. I just kind of got lulled to sleep by what I heard initially, mm-hmm. and she never woke me up. Um, yeah. yeah, that's probably the best way to kind of break it down. Um, like I said, you know, I, I think we'll hear bits and pieces of that album that'll make it better for us. You know, within the context of a mix or within the context of, I don't, I don't know, we'll put together a playlist or something that yeah. we'll find a... Well, we have the Kickback TV playlist. Well, we have yeah, songs mixed man, you know, maybe I need to listen to a couple of those yeah. uh, songs in the context of a shuffle, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then the Kickback and, TV playlist, that'll right, be it. Right, and, and maybe some of those tracks will speak to me. But right now, like you said, it's just... Mm, you know, so like how I set like that up. Uh, set up the plugs. What you saying, Jeremy? It said uh, it doesn't sound like it's a go-to song. Like if you will play Pandora and the song will, like come up, you'll question about like, ah, all right, I can do it. Yeah, hey, th- there are some good songs on it. Like I-, I found two or three songs that I really like. Okay. 
Okay. Um, and I added them to the playlist, but they might oversell the album. If you hear the playlist and hear those songs, you'll be like, shit, I'm about to get that album. Then you get it, you might not be quite as happy. But I don't want to knock it. I just want to say that, like, what I decided to do, because I it's couldn't decent. get into it, it's, it's decent. decent. It's decent. Okay. Like, I would give it three out of five. But I got up and cleaned up today and put on that playlist to clean up to, or oh, that the playlist, that album, Solange's album. And I was just like, it's cool. It's cool. I really yeah. wanted it to be amazing. Mm-hmm. Best album I ever heard. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. That's what mm-hmm. I wanted. Mm-hmm. And I, but I got three out of five. Right. Deep. Right. That's, yeah, about, that's, about, that's about what I got today. I was running errands and threw it on in the car. I was like, Okay, you know, it's a short ride, so you know, it's fine. But I'm gonna tell you, also, it's a lot of good rap music out right now, so I'm not really in my chill bag. And maybe if I was more in my laid back, jazzy chill bag, it would work. But um, the baby got a new project out Mm -hmm. um, out of Charlotte, North Carolina. And I, I become a fan of his music. Um, I got hip to him from the Joe Budden podcast. Yeah, is that on the playlist too? That's on the play, uh, everything. Kickback TV playlist, Spotify, Apple, Apple Music. Um, but uh, he's a lyricist. He's a lyrical rapper from the South. And he talked that gangster shit. And I, I like it because he got some lyrics. Um, also on the playlist, you can find um, T-Pain's title track from his album. His <clears> new <throat> album dropped this weekend. And the title track, bang, it made it to the playlist. Yeah, we got some Gunner on there. We got some Lil Baby on there. Got some Yo Gotti on there. Got um, some St. John, who Biggs Burke, formerly in Rockefeller Records, just it's signed to manage. Oh, yeah, the little C-Pain song is, is just him and uh, a dude named De Niro. But uh, on the playlist that Kickback Kick, TV Kick made, got all of this shit on there. Okay, okay. So this is with the Kickback TV playlist, oh, yeah. and then you can follow the albums. Oh, yeah, yeah, this this, this dip on out. Yeah, um, yeah. Throw that joint on when you hop in the car, you be good to go. Where I work, hell yeah, hell yeah, there you go. If you're at work, if you're at church, if you're having sex with your girl, doing Bible study, if you're watching a movie, just put the playlist on. Doing dishes, doing dishes, put the playlist on. Shit, if you break your ankle, put the playlist on. Yeah, so, sometimes America, the world, like, yeah, it, 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 it happens. Let, let, let's keep it moving. <laughs> uh, what, what else we got? Um, uh, yeah, the, uh, the special coming out. Um, and we're, getting some, we're getting some more evidence, some more commentary out of Michael Jackson's. Yeah, Netflix so. and Chill segment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So actually, we're going we're gonna to go with the, uh, the shop. Mm-hmm. Um, with LeBron James, Two Chains, Jamie Foxx, Gerard Carmichael, Antonio Brown, um, on our Netflix and Chill segment, um, it comes on HBO mm-hmm. Friday nights, and they had, and two, they had everybody on there. They talked about Two Chains' album. They talked about AB and his issues with the Steelers, how he's not going back, and how Big Ben is, uh, you know, he acts like he's the owner of the team. And he's like, he said one segment that was funny. He was like, Big Ben was like. Throw me under the bus every time. Like, yeah, A.B. needs to run a better route. He's like, nigga, you threw the ball to a defensive lineman. Yeah. You need to throw a better ball. How can I run a better route? I'm behind a defensive line. Oh, with uh, Antonio Brown and... Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 If you guys... Uh, LeBron James' show, it's like in a barbershop setting. Right. So it's a bunch of fellas sitting around right, talking. Right. But it's kind of like this show. Like, and, right. and they're going through a right. lot of different issues. Yeah. And I enjoyed yeah. it. They talked about Two Changes' album, which we've already done. Mm-hmm. Jamie Foxx talked about um, 
how his generation, him and Puffy kind of, they just kind of ran through the game, didn't really encounter any racism, just got rich and happy, and how all this bullshit happened now. Like he was like, he said, I was on Facebook watching videos like, oh my God, they're shooting black people. He was like, I didn't even know, nigga. I'm in my Hollywood house living my rich life, and I cut on Instagram and see a video of a black woman getting killed, and I'm like, what the fuck? They're killing black people. Like, we got to do something. And he was like, we were so rich and so insulated, and nothing was going on when they got rich, you know, except Rodney King. So everything was just kind of blocked. And then he said, now that he's 50 years old and he's looking at this shit like, yo, we got to do something. Like, our generation dropped the ball. We let this shit happen. And I thought that was gangster that he, he said that about his generation. And he applauded the younger people like LeBron that stands up, Kaepernick that stands up or takes a knee. And um, he was like, we love y'all because we dropped the ball a little bit, but y'all picked it up. And we're gonna, we following y'all lead now. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Where, yeah. Where people, where those people drop the ball is, they didn't realize what was really hazy out here yeah. after after Clinton, you know, after Clinton left, and it's gotten worse, you know. And I, I like you said, I respect him saying that because it's real. That's what yeah. happened. Yeah, man. Um, great show. You can catch it on HBO, HBO mm-hmm. Now, HBO Go, mm-hmm. um, or if you watch it live on Friday nights. Um, but it was good, so I definitely recommend that. And uh, there's another show that um, I don't know what to say, man. Uh, what JB alluded to earlier, the uh, Michael Jackson documentary, JB. Yeah. Leaving Neverland. Yeah, leaving. Oh, yeah, also on HBO. Leaving, yeah, leaving, leaving Neverland. Um, you know, this, this thing is, is going to shake up the world um, and, and it's already starting to do so yeah. you know um, what we've got now is two of the two of the young boys who were featured in the Leaving Neverland mm-hmm. documentary are now speaking out basically validating you know what was asserted in the documentary um, so it's getting worse it's going to get worse um, you know your comments no. Um, they said that Michael groomed them before sex. Mm-hmm. The grooming part wasn't alarming to me. It was weird, but before sex, that part was really fucking alarming. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They didn't say he groomed us before we watched the movie. Like, that's the headline. That's the story. Before we had sexual activities, we were properly groomed. So that means you had fucking sexual activities. I don't know what to think because these guys said it wasn't true, parents said they lied, and they came out and said it wasn't true, and then died, and then died, and then came back. And now, 30, 20 years later, are saying, no, this is what really happened. I don't fucking know what the truth is. Um, I know that nothing, it's like the Jesse Smollett thing. Shit ain't seen right with Mike. You know, Never. I couldn't prove it, Never. but I knew that shit ain't seen right with him. Never. Never. And, like, even with the Justice Smaller thing, it still has to go through due process, but we kind of got an idea of what happened. He yeah. faked it. And with this, I kind of have an idea of what happened. Mike did it. But this documentary isn't necessarily proving it to me. Um, because it's been so much back and forth, so much lies, so much bullshit. I don't know what to think, but I recommend. I, I believe we'll all be glued to our TVs when this shit comes out. Yeah, it comes yeah. out actually today at eight PM on HBO. 
Really? The second part is tomorrow night. Monday night. Really? Yes. Well, oh, nigga, we, oh, we watching that shit tonight. On HBO. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's real. Damn, let's end this podcast. We can watch it. Damn. Well, yeah, uh, we'll watch it and we'll make our decision after that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Stay tuned next week. We'll definitely break it down. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, on to something lighter. Let's, let's get back into fun mode. I'm feeling good. I, I stood up on my own. You know what I'm saying? I'm getting a little bit more mobile. You know what I'm saying? I left the house with crutches instead of my scooter. So I feel, I'm feeling good right now. So let's switch gears and let's talk about sports, JB. Um, JB's um, childhood friend, LeBron James, has been, because you grew up in Boston. He grew up in Oh, it made no sense. He grew up in Akron. Yeah, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> what I said, man. Shout no out sense. to Akron, by the way. I, I know some folk in Akron. I fucking see. Y'all. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like LeBron. Like LeBron. They see, know, see. From Twinsburg, Ohio. Like, like LeBron. I fuck, I fuck with the Cleveland area. See, I was actually right. I was actually right. I JB don't know shit about LeBron James or his people. Because JB so. named James, and LeBron James' name is James. Really? Boom. Boom! Break, break down. Fuck this story with the Lakers, nigga. Jesus. Oh, man. JV's buddy LeBron, his team is struggling. It doesn't look like they're going to make the playoffs. Now, I will. I want to say this. They were the fourth seed and surprising everyone when he was healthy. He got injured, missed 18 games, came back, and was in 10th place two games out of the playoffs. And then they had the whole trade controversy with AD. Right. And they have just not been able to get it back. And the other night, they lost to the worst team in the NBA, the Phoenix Suns. And that was like a boom. If we lose it to them, then we, we don't stand a fucking chance. Mm. And um, I believe, whatever, me. And um, oh, yeah, man, the meat voice. Yeah, JB, you go with LeBron. And then LeBron, with the, and he not doing good at LA because you like Boston. So, um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So they're not gonna make the playoffs, it doesn't look like. I wanna root for them. I don't wanna say the blind not gonna make it. But it does not look good. Sacramento, the Clippers, the other teams that are doing better. Yeah. And it just doesn't look like like these days. Houston has climbed. They they've done okay. Houston has made it up to they're about the they're like the fourth seed now, mm-hmm. and that's behind James Harden's Herculean effort because mm-hmm. Chris Paul was injured, uh, fuck Clint Capella was injured, mm-hmm. and that's when James Harden went on that like thirty three games straight with thirty points, only second to Kareem in most thirty straight thirty point games. Um, Jordan never did it. Kobe never did it. Jeremy never did it. It was just Kareem. It was just uh, a <laughs> It, it was just uh, Wilt and James Harden. That's it. So, um, uh, Houston's doing well, you know, needless to say. They're actually playing tonight. Um, also on sports, we had DK Metcalf, my little brother. Um, <laughs> wide receiver. This man was yes, like 6'4", cut the fuck up, monster. ran a 4-3-3 in the yes. combine, mm-hmm. bench press. 
some a, a ridiculous amount of weight, twenty seven times, yeah, in a row, like two thirty, yeah, yeah, something like that. They, something like they, that. they do a standard two twenty at the combine, oh, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. about how many times you can push it up. Oh, we got twenty seven, so everybody was yeah, like, oh my god, that's that's for a wide receiver, that's amazing. Yeah, Damn. like they have the whole schedule based on your position, mm. and what what they're saying is with twenty seven, he's one of the stronger wide receivers. He's gonna be one of like he's gonna be on that like, like Megatron he was type like he was of defensive lineman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's on he's Brilliant. on that like Megatron like you know. Uh, yeah, Tio, Megatron and Tio. They're not each other. Yeah, that's, that's, that's it. But this exactly man won a four three three. I don't think Megatron or Tio ran that fast. Mm-hmm. I mean, y'all correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know, but I don't think either one of them would that fast. That's I mean that's pretty fucking fast but um there's a cat in Kansas City who's running Well like we talking about big two. strong niggas. Okay. We ain't that's talking fair. about that's like, that's oh, fair. Like, yeah, keep it respect. Okay. I was like big strong niggas that can bitch 27 pounds uh, what was it, 220 pounds in 2027. Them niggas don't run for Oh yeah, years. he's a monster. That's my point in that regard. I, I'm going on the line and saying and I would draft him first. And his vertical too. And his vertical. That man would jump so high. He he just a scat. Up, up to the sky. <laughs> he pulls through. He's gonna be a dangerous. I mean, I, we'll see what happens. You yeah, know, because because if he, I mean, they they gonna they gonna uh, they gonna they gonna put him in a spot where he can go up and get it. You know, and and would I, you draft him first? Considering the other options, yeah, I, I would draft him yeah, first. There's not a whole lot. I mean, there are is there ever been a receiver that's been drafted first? Um, yeah, there have been a couple. I don't really? remember. Yeah, I don't remember exactly who. But yeah, there. Why don't we remember who? There was, That's the crazy part. There was a dude that came out of Clemson. Well, not number one. No, yeah, not I mean number one. No, not number one. Definitely not. No, no. There have been people. I would draft this man with number one. You got Dwayne Haskins at quarterback, and you got Kyler Murray at quarterback. Yeah, yeah. I would draft this monster. And number one over those quarterbacks and over those linemen that I've seen. Yeah, I just would. And he's, qualified, he's qualified for it. There, yeah. there are plenty yeah. of good quarterbacks in the league right now, but a, a, a monster. A wide receiver, receiver like that? Change the game. Yeah, like who won't tackle him? He is faster than Brandon Cooks. He is, yeah. what is it? His vertical is better than Julio Jones. He is a monster. I forgot he like outdid like his reps by some uh, defensive uh, defensive player. I forgot, but he's a monster all around. Man, what man? <laughs> what? They gonna, they gonna put that motherfucker in the slot and have him no, and no, have no, him no, shipping no, and going. Oh, no. Ole Miss. They gonna yeah. have. They gonna have. They him right. They trade him right. They gonna have. They fed him right. Yeah. He gonna open up somebody's mm-hmm. offense like whoa, because that's like Jimmy Graham. Who, who, who are the science teams? Um, who who's at the top spot? Arizona got the number one pick. Mm-hmm. The Giants are up there. The Jaguars are up there. Mm-hmm. Raiders. Raiders are up there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Part of Redskins, you know your team. Sorry, JB. Nah, Redskins party up I, there. Nah, we we're, we're in the we're in the team somewhere. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Buffalo. Um, I hope he goes to a team with a quarterback with an arm. I hope he has a QB. Oh, and breaking news, uh, Nick Foles is uh, set to sign with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Interesting. Really? really? Interesting. Wow. They're they up it. there. They might get him. 
they got a running, wow. they got a running back too, and, a, and yeah. it's a pretty decent defense that they can get their shit together. Uh, they yes, kind of flubbed yes, it last year. Yes, if they can get the, if their defense yeah. spent less time on the field, then they could do something. That's Very real. interesting. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay. So we'll, we'll see how that plays out. Um, okay. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I want to see where he goes. I'm, I'm going to follow this young man's career. I'm, I'm, I'm going to watch him. I'll take him on Kansas. <laughs> and y'all, y'all won't get him. Y'all won't get him. Y'all fuck it, you good. But you know, what if he slips? What if people don't feel this way? And he drops a top 10 or top 20. Man. If a good team picks him up, then that would be Good terrible. team and good quarterback. If somebody like the Eagles got him, you know. The Eagles are rumored to be trying to get Antonio Brown. Um, which I don't want. Well, that's why. That's why. Because that's the piece they're missing. Is is. Well, they got good receivers. They have good receivers, but they don't. I I think. Well, don't they have a good tight end too? They got a great tight end. Ooh. Yeah. Um, yeah. their tight end, the one that uh motherfucker uh uh Carson Wentz always throw to. Raiders. Zach Ertz. The Zach Ertz. Eagles. Yes. Eagles. Eagles. Zach yeah, Ertz. Ertz. Yeah, Ertz. And they got um they, their receivers are top notch. They got that one receiver that left that left uh. They got um, Golden Tate and another yeah, yeah, yeah. and Alshon yeah, Jeffrey. Yeah, yeah. Alshon yeah, Jeffrey. They 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 they, they, they yeah, stacked their receiver. Uh, I mean, I they, they could use them, but they Nelson, stacked. Nelson, I think that's Aguilar Nelson. Yeah, yeah. I think he's still. They got a receiving core. Now the Eagles. I think, I think their main, also their concern is uh, the running back. Yeah, that's why they, the more they're concerned. Yeah, now that, that is true. Running backs that is true. Yeah, yeah, that is true. Sproles and everybody. Sproles fucking around retired. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it would be interesting to see where he goes, man. Um, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I'm actually looking forward to that. And now now that Cap got his money, we're all watching NFL guilt free. So yeah, it's going to be an interesting season coming up. Absolutely. I want to thank y'all for tuning in. Mm -hmm. If you watched it live on Facebook, thank you, appreciate you. Thank you for being part of the show with your comments. If you're watching on YouTube, you can make comments on YouTube. You can there do it. it. I'll read yeah. them. Okay, Tune I won't read them. JB will read them. Yeah. If somebody Tune, read them, I will read them. Tune in on YouTube, y'all. Man. Check us out on Spotify. Check us out on Apple TV with the podcast, man. Um, the audio is kicking. We're just as funny, even though you can't see our pretty faces. You know? True, so. true. Very true. <laughs> Good night and God bless everyone. Yeah. yeah, man. Yeah. Come on, Help us get get this ad money up. They've they, they, they been paying us. Damn they need right. to pay us more. Damn so help us is. get this ad money up. There it is. Thank you for tuning in. We'll be here next week. Every Sunday we record live Sunday night. It drops Monday mornings on all your favorite podcast sites, including YouTube. This is Kickback TV, live from Atlanta. And um, I'm new. That's JB. And uh, Good night and God bless. Uno, we out. Woo-hoo. Uh, for all the people listening, we out. <laughs> we just go winding down and shit. That about it. I ain't standing up this time. Yeah. Cause I ain't gonna break my uh, break my damn ankle. Almost fell, Jeremy. Almost fell just now. No, 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 no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>